man, I wish I could have seen that. To see heaven open? To see the Spirit come down? To hear? I wish I had a day like that. Oh God, you show us amazing things in the scriptures. You show us amazing, spectacular things on the day your son was baptized. Help us to understand a little bit better what his baptism means, why he went through it, why he did it. More importantly, help us to understand what his baptism means for us. Help us to connect the baptism of Jesus to our own baptism. The day when you said about us, you are my son, I love you, I am pleased with you. We pray, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, God. You are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I wish I could have been there. Don't, don't you? I mean, to be there at the Jordan River when Jesus was baptized. It, it must have been a spectacle, and I mean that in the best possible way. John was going through his daily routines of preaching at the River Jordan. He was going through his, he was baptizing, he was preaching, people were coming, and then Jesus came. And I wish I could have been part of the crowd that day. When Jesus walked up to the Jordan, just like everybody else, coming to John to be baptized by him. And then all of a sudden, this guy, the baptizer, looks at this guy who just walks up and he says, Whoa, whoa, whoa! After John has been saying to everybody else, Come on down to the waters and be washed and be clean. John says, No, hold on a second, Jesus. I need you to baptize me and now you're coming here? Can you imagine the thoughts going on in the minds of the crowd that day when John the Baptist looks at them and says, what are you doing? John, this is what your ministry is all about. It's all about preaching and baptizing. And now you're going to say, stop? And then Jesus explained, it's right, it's proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. And then, just like every other baptism, it happened. Jesus went down into the waters John washed him. He said whatever words John said. And then can you imagine the spectacle in a good way? The sights, the sound when Jesus came up out of the water and heaven was opened. Oh, what did he see? I want to know. Did he see God in his throne with the elders around, casting down their, their crowns around the gold glassy sea? With the twelve foundations and the twelve pearly gates and the angels and the seraphim and the cherubim? I don't know. I want to know. I wish I was there. And then, the Spirit coming down visibly, physically as a dove and landing on Jesus, maybe sitting on his shoulder, maybe just landing on his head. I don't know. Wish I was there. And then, I want to know what God sounds like, don't you? Because God spoke. Jesus 
I don't, I don't know. The picture always shows Jesus looking up to heaven. I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. But God speaks. This is my son. I love him. I'm pleased with him. Can you imagine John the Baptist sitting there all that time? Realizing the whole time that this is the Messiah? And then hearing God acclaim him and claim him? To be in that crowd that day? Oh, I don't, I don't know about you, but I wish I could have been there on that day. I also wish, and maybe you feel this way too, I also wish that I, I, I would have had my own day like that. You know, where, where there's this visible manifestation of God. Maybe the heavens don't open, but God comes down to me somehow, some way, and, I, and something miraculous, something spectacular happens. I, I wish I could have had a day like that. Maybe a little bit like Paul. You know, Paul on the way to Damascus to arrest some Christians and God knocks him off his horse and knocks his eyesight away. And then Ananias comes a few days later and washes him and his, eye, his scales are gone from his eyes. Get up, be baptized and wash your sins away, calling on his name. Paul had a day kind of like that. A little more violent than Jesus' baptism. Wish, maybe you feel this way too as you look back at your walk of faith. I wish I had had a day like that. If you're taking notes, life, our lives are full of big deal days. And, and that's what I was talking to the kids about. You, you look at your calendar of your year, and maybe you do this, maybe you don't. But on your calendar, you mark somehow, some way, these, these important days and milestones in your life. Maybe you are getting to the age where you don't keep track of birthdays anymore, but at one point in your life, you thought your birthdays was the cat's meow, right? When you were, do you still celebrate birthdays? See, this is what happens when you sit in the front row, Garrett. I should pick on my kids. My kids love their birthdays, and they count down the days of their birthdays because maybe it means more technology, or maybe it means more makeup, or makeup, period. Or, or maybe it means more freedom. As you get a little bit older, maybe it means a license. Maybe it means a job, which is a cool privilege, but it's still work. Maybe it means graduation. Maybe it means, at some point in our life, we stop celebrating birthdays because they're kind of like, oh, I turned 80 now. I don't want to turn 40. Ruth, Bruce is shaking your head. Right? We celebrate birthdays as milestones, and, and maybe, I suppose, when we're on the, the upper end of the spectrum, we celebrate other people's birthdays, don't we? Instead of your own birthday, you'd rather celebrate the birthday of your kids. Or better yet, the birthday of your grandkids, because you can spoil them and then send them home. Those are big deal days, right? And anniversaries, right? We, those are big deal days in our lives, days when, when we became one with our spouse. That's a huge day. And you, have, and you have your LinkedIn profile or your resume. What do you put on that? Stuff you've accomplished, stuff you've done. I graduated from this school. I got this accomplishment. 
Um, I got this advancement. I finished this professional development course. Right? We, we mark these, these moments in our life. They're big deal days. Maybe not like Jesus' baptism, but still important big deal days. John the Baptist was a pretty big deal guy. In fact, look at what Jesus says about John the Baptist in Matthew chapter 11. He says, Truly I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist, yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. We'll save that last part for another time, but notice what Jesus says about John. I'm sorry, it's hard to read. There has not risen anyone greater than John. John is one of the greatest prophets that God ever sent. He is the, the Bible says he is the great Elijah. From John's very birth, if you're tracking John's LinkedIn profile, John's big-time start started before he was born. When, when God sent an angel to Zechariah and Elizabeth, specifically Zechariah, and said, your wife, who's old, is going to have a son, and he will be great. I've set him apart for a very special purpose. He's going to prepare the way for the Savior. And then John grew up, set apart, dedicated to God, all in. And John did his ministry. I look at John's ministry and I want to be like him. Because John, when John preached and did his work, he didn't care who you were. He didn't care if you were a leader in the church. He didn't care if you were the king. Different King Herod now. But call. But John called out a King Herod and said, it's not right for you to have your brother's wife. Ultimately, that's what got John imprisoned and then killed. And John was just as ferocious about preaching grace. The crowds came to them guilty and ashamed and said, what should we do? And John said, here's some water, be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. John was all about and all in for doing the work he was a great prophet. Jesus says he was great. And yet, do you know that in Matthew chapter 11, go read this later, in Matthew 11, John is actually in turmoil. He's not sure that his life work mattered. John's in jail in Matthew 11, and he's about to be killed. And he sends his disciples to Jesus to ask, are you the one? John is having some inner angst and turmoil about his life's work. But see, it wasn't just at the end. Did you catch what John said to Jesus when Jesus came to him? And John is still in the height of his work. Look what he says. I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? In other words, John is looking at Jesus and saying, I need you. I need you, Jesus, to wash my sins away because as great as John was, John knew that he didn't measure up. See, and as big as the big deal days are in our lives, right next to every big deal day is big deal regret and shame. Our, our lives are just as full of shouldas, wouldas, and couldas. Maybe shouldn't haves. We should add that in there too. Take, take the birth of children. That's a big deal day, right? 
but, but how many of you parents, as you look back at the children you've raised and the children that you're raising and said, you know, I said that devotions were important, but I hardly ever did them. And I know that setting an example for my kids in the way that I live is important, but I didn't set a very good example. And when I disciplined my kids, I didn't do it in love, but in anger and frustration. We look back at those milestones, those moments when our kids were born, and we say, I wish I would have. And I'm sorry I didn't. And really, I'm sorry I also did things to and for my kids that maybe I shouldn't have done. And our marriage, that's a big deal. A gift from God. I won't ask you to raise your hands, but how many spouses do we look back at our marriage, no matter how long we've been married, and say, yeah, you know, wasn't a very faithful spouse. I didn't cheat. Maybe I did. I didn't cheat. But my thoughts, maybe. And I didn't love them the way I should have. And I certainly treated them in a way that wasn't very kind, in a way that wasn't very loving. I kept score of the things that I did and the things that they didn't do. And you look back at your work life, maybe you do it at retirement. I've done it already now and I'm not even close to retirement. You look back at your service to the Lord and other people and you say, man, I tried hard, but I sure let a lot of people down. I dropped the ball and I sinned against God and I sinned against them. We look back at those big deal moments and there's just as much big deal regret and guilt and shame, right? At least that's how I feel. I don't think it's just me, though. But here comes Jesus. Here comes Jesus to John's baptism. John is objecting. I need you to baptize me. And we stand right with him. Jesus, I need you to baptize me. I need you, Jesus. And Jesus comes and he says, well, hold on. Let it be so now. It is proper. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. John, he's saying, this is the right thing to do. This is proper. It's right now, right here. This is the right thing to do. John, I want you to do this. See, Jesus' baptism is a big deal day. It's a big deal day in, in Jesus' life. If you were going to list the big deal days of Jesus' life, I, I bet I can guess which ones would be on the list. You would list Christmas, the day that Jesus was born. That's why we have church on that day. I know a lot of you are doing other things, but we have church on Christmas Day, the day we remember Jesus was born, because that's a big deal. God became flesh to save us. You, you also probably have Holy Week. Maybe that's one event for you, or maybe each one is different. Palm Sunday. Thursday, Maundy Thursday, when Jesus gave his disciples the Lord's Supper. Good Friday, when he, when he died and gave up his spirit. Easter Sunday, when he rose from the dead. 
Those are big deal days. We, we mark them with special services and shouts of joy. Maybe, maybe if you're, you pay attention to your calendar a little bit more, you, you mark the ascension. 40 days after he rose, it's, it's a Thursday. And, and, and Jesus, the day when Jesus ascended into heaven to take his seat at God's right hand. Maybe you even mark Pentecost, the day when Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. Although properly, that's the Holy Spirit's day, not Jesus' day. But Jesus did send the Holy Spirit to us. But maybe you're getting the idea, Jesus' baptism better be on that list too. We only celebrate it one Sunday a year when Christmas gets a couple of Sundays and Easter gets six whole weeks. His baptism gets one day, but his baptism's a big deal. Look at, look at what it means. Look, what, look what's happening. You know what, ha- Peter says this in Acts chapter 10. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. This Friday, President-elect Trump will be sworn into office and inaugurated as the next president of our country. Jesus' baptism is kind of like that. He's always been the Messiah. He's always been the Christ. But now it's kind of like his coming out party. Imagine what this day meant for Jesus to, to receive the Holy Spirit from his Father. Peter says it. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. From, from this moment on in Jesus' life, He is full on to the cross. He goes from here to temptation, and then he starts to preach, and then he starts to teach, and then he starts to call his disciples to follow him. Jesus is full on, full of the Holy Spirit, full of power from God. This is a big deal day for Jesus. Imagine the the affirmation, the words of affirmation, what that meant to Jesus as he did his work. To hear from God, this is my boy. This is my son. I love him. Every every son wants their dad to say, I love you. I'm happy with you. God said that to his son. Imagine how those words must have encouraged and helped Jesus when crowds left him because what he was saying was too hard. Imagine what those words meant to him when people didn't want to hear what he had to say. This is my son. I love him. This was a big day for Jesus. This was also a big day for John, John the Baptist. See, John the Baptist, his whole ministry, what was it all about? It was all about him. It was all about Jesus. It was all about saying, this is the Jesus. And John wants to be sure that Jesus is the one. So look what John says in John 1. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. See, John says, the the reason I came to baptize with water was so that I could know that Jesus is really the one God chose and really the one God sent to take away the sins of the world. Now John can say, I I can see it. I saw this happen. 
Jesus, is a, Jesus' baptism is a big deal, deal day for John. It's also a big deal day for us. <coughs> Jesus' baptism is a big deal day in, in our life too. That's kind of weird to say, isn't it? To talk about a day and on somebody else's timeline is a big deal day on our timeline too. That's why we think about birthdays and anniversaries and retirements. Because those are days that actually happen during our days on earth. But now we're talking about an event that happened 2,000-ish years ago. But consider for a second what Jesus means when he says, let it be so now. It's proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. See, there were lots of people who came to the waters that day. Probably before. Probably after. And all those people came to the dirty waters of the Jordan to have their dirty sins washed away. They came, the sinning scoundrels that they were, and they went under the waters and their sins were washed away. And now those waters, at least figuratively speaking, were full of sin. But here comes Jesus who has no sin. That's at least part of the reason John says, no, no, you don't need baptism. I need baptism, but you don't. Jesus comes to baptism for a totally different reason than we do. He doesn't need forgiveness. He has done nothing wrong. But consider what happens when Jesus steps down into the water, water full of the sins that had been washed off of all the other sinners, including us who had, been, who had gone to those waters. And what does Jesus do? He gets into those dirty waters and he goes in and the sin sticks. More than that, Jesus said, I'm taking it. All these sins that you have committed, Jesus claimed as his very own. And Jesus got out of those waters carrying the load of our sin, and he took those sins all the way to the cross to pay the price for our sin. <coughs> but that's not all. <laughs> Not only did Jesus remove our sins from us in baptism, but Jesus, by his righteous life, fills baptism with righteousness. See, Jesus lived his whole life, and when he got to the end, he didn't have to look back and say, Ha, huh, I wish I should have. I wish I would have. If only I could have. Oh, man, I shouldn't have. In, in fact, the Father affirms that for us, doesn't he? This is my Son. I love him. I am pleased with him. The Father affirms for Jesus, for all of us, that Jesus did a great job. He's done all things well, people said. And so this Jesus, the one who has done all things well, goes into the water to fill it with his righteous life, to fulfill all righteousness, and then to give it to us at our baptism. So you have regret, shame, 
and guilt about the way you parented? No more. Quit it. Because your sins were washed away in the waters of your baptism. Jesus claimed them as his own and declares you by his righteousness to be a perfect parent. Do you have regret and guilt and shame about your marriage? Quit it! Because at your baptism, you went down to the waters and all your sins of marriage and your failures in marriage and all that, it's gone. No more. You have guilt and shame and regret about your, your service to the Lord and other people at work or outside of work? Knock it off. Because Jesus went down into the waters and took it and gave his righteousness to you as a gift. And the Father said, way to go, Jesus. He lit off some fireworks, didn't he? You, you, you remember this part. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him and a voice from heaven said this is my son whom I love with him I am well pleased man I wish I could have seen that to see heaven opened to see the spirit come down to hear I wish I had a day like that dear friends you do Follow me here. I'm going to put stuff up there, but follow me here because this is the most important thing. Your, your baptism is a big deal day in your life. It's the, one of the biggest days. If I were going to give you a day and say, this is the day you always need to remember, it's the day you were baptized. Your, your baptism is one of the biggest deal days of your life. And, and I know there weren't fireworks and there weren't trumpets and there weren't angels and God wasn't shouting, at least not that we could hear. But let me tell you, when you went down into those waters, heaven was opened. I want you to go home and look up Hebrews 4. When you went down into those waters, heaven was opened. And access to God's holy throne was given to you. You are declared by God to be his child. And children get to be with their dad. They get to go into their father's presence at any time, whatever they want, and God receives them. When you went down in those waters, heaven was open to you, and the Spirit came down. The promise of your baptism is that God will send his Holy Spirit to you. And that Spirit will be in you with power and grace to raise you from death to life, to forgive all your sins, to remind you of everything God has ever said, to correct, rebuke, and courage, to forgive. And God preached a sermon just for you. And God said to you, you're my son, my child. I love you. I'm pleased with you. A sermon that no one else here heard or hears, but I pray you hear it now. 
Because the words that God spoke to his son and about his son at his baptism are words that God says to you and about you. You're my son, my child. I love you. I'm pleased with you. So, dear friends, find a way to mark your baptism, to remember it. I, I put it, it's my passcode on my phone. So whenever my thumb imprint doesn't work, I have to put in my baptismal date. That way I always remember. And if I forget, I have to go look it up. Because our baptism is that big a day. I don't care what you do. Just remember it somehow. Because whenever you remember it, you find again the gift that God gave you. Heaven open, spirit given, God's love affirmed. Mark it and mark it well. And all God's people said, Amen. Now the God of peace grant you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Amen.